This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oftentimes when people have been with a toxic person, they get to a place where they don't really feel safe. Maybe that's from how the person isolated or manipulated or controlled, or maybe that's the abuse that transpired, whether that was mental, emotional, sexual, physical, like whatever it might be. There's an aspect of people who've been with a toxic person or a narcissist that leaving and even getting away, they're still wondering in their minds, how do I actually get to the place where I feel safe? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist. I'm a founder of Raw Motivations, creator of the NARC app, and the guide through our 45-day clarity challenge. For people that have been with a narcissist, it's hard to build back confidence, to resolve of like, how do I actually fix this? How do I work on myself after they've been, been with a toxic person? So I want to be able to give you the tools today and direction to try to help you focus your growth and where you're going in life. So we want to give you six different aspects, six different tools to start thinking through your healing on your journey moving forward about getting safety from being with a narcissist. I'm not going into a lot of detail as far as like in-person safety, like leaving, changing your number, like moving to another state, like all those different kinds of things. We're talking mainly mentally, okay, just to give you an idea. Number one, introspection. Looking into yourself to be able to find the truth of the situation is one of the hardest things you will ever do coming out of the narcissistic relationship. Because it's having to break down and deconstruct the reality that they made you believe, the reality that you want to believe, and the reality that's actually true. The part that approaches with this is having radical honesty, of being able to look at the situation and be like, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. I did do that. Yeah, this is what they did. That can be very painful and very hard for a lot of people to do. The thing you have to remember is where you are gives you the ability to move forward in life. But if you don't know where you are, if you don't know where you actually land in life in your journey of who you are, what's going on, there's not really much you can do. So as a result, when people are trying to figure out like where they are, what's going on, it's like you have a map. And you have an idea of like, I want to get over here to, to point B. Here's point A. If we identify where you're at, if we identify point A, we can actually build a roadmap. We can actually build a plan to be able to get you happy, healthy, healed, and whole. Like to move forward into like, hey, we can actually arrive to the place you want to be. But the first step is the introspection of knowing what is actually true. Truth about the relationship the truth about your part in it, the truth about how they reacted to you, the truth how you reacted to them, the truth of what you're feeling, of what you're experiencing, the truth of what was actually real, even if you never saw the proof, or even if you never saw how that person actually did X, Y, and Z, but how do they demonstrate love, respect, care, affection, et cetera, et cetera. Oftentimes with that introspection, we have to go into your insecurities and your triggers. We have to be able to identify those pieces that you're dealing with inside to be able to give you a good solid plan of attack of this is how we grow them. This is how we lower the effect of triggers. This is how we rewire your mindset so you can actually break free from that toxicity. 
And oftentimes the hardest people to work with are the people that say they want healing, but they're unwilling to look inside. As a result, they're trying to build a healing on a foundation of fiction because they're not willing to be honest about the truth of the situation and about the truth of what they're struggling with. So introspection, identifying and understanding your insecurities and and triggers to be able to work on a plan of attack of how to be able to process those and work through them. Number two, along with introspection, is to break the fantasy. You see, in the relationship, you wanted to fix that person. You wanted to make it better. Maybe your religion told you that you needed to stay together. It doesn't matter if they're toxic. You need to stay together because that's what you're designed to do. Maybe you had to be in that relationship and you're trying to break down the thought process of like, wait a second, I don't even know what happened. Because what's happening is you have to be able to break down the fantasy and the fiction, the false narrative that you're believing about that relationship to understand the truth of the situation. The truth is just the facts. What are the facts of how that person treated you? What are the facts of how they demonstrated love? Of how they demonstrated care? Of how they demonstrated respect? Of how they demonstrated affection? Of how they demonstrated honesty, vulnerability, consistency, loyalty? You just throw demonstrate in front of everything you talk about, okay? Everything you question. A lot of times in order to break the fantasy, you need to start with a baseline of truth, and that's to start journaling what happened. The journal will say, this is what actually transpired because your mind will play tricks on you. It'll want to lower the aspect of what actually happened. It'll want to lower the pain so you feel better. But as a result, sometimes it makes it hard for people to access the truth and actually get clarity of what happened in that relationship. Number three is meditation. Alone time. This means not running to the next relationship because you're just going to take your baggage with you means you spend time alone, you start working on yourself, you start to meditate and spend time of like, hey, I need to get to know myself. I need to get to know of what I'm actually feeling, experiencing, and the things that are going on inside of me. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The thing is, a lot of you already hold the keys to truth. But your mind's not allowing you to actually step into it and work through that healing process. Sometimes when we coach people to meditate and sit with themselves, it feels impossible because of the things that they've experienced, because of what they don't want to sit with, because of the reality of like, if I sit with that, then I have to acknowledge that I actually am alone and to work on building up the insecurities and the triggers, going back to the stuff that I'm dealing with, going back to what is going on inside of me that I need to heal, that I need to grow, or that I need to change to continue developing along that process. Number four, practical, set up routines, like sit down, develop a schedule, set up habits, good habits that are like, hey, this is in my life. This has helped me be healthy. This is helping my my mental state by having this meditation set every single day for a certain period of time. This is helping me by getting out and walking. This is changing my perspective. This is changing like what I'm experiencing on a day-to-day basis. It's building in good triggers. 
triggers that are actually help you, healthy habits, different things that are helping you move forward in a positive way. Sometimes these are really hard to be able to latch onto. When you're getting out of like the toxicity, when you're trying to just find yourself again, some of the biggest things you can do is establish and start a rhythm. Not a rut, you know, not a place where like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, but a rhythm to start getting you in in tune of like waking up, of showing up, of acting, like of going and doing the things you need to do on a day-to-day basis. The thing is setting up a routine, setting up habits, setting up good triggers of like you walk in a door, this is what you want to think. You, you know, get in your car, this is how you want to show up. You go to your work, this is how you want to engage. Like all these different things are positive things that you need to put together to start building a schedule, a habit, good triggers, and a rhythm to start to, number five, develop confidence. Is when we're talking about confidence and we're specifically talking about confidence development, what it is when it boils it all the way down is repetition. How many of you were confident to tie your shoe the very first time you ever tied your shoe? You probably thought you were confident. You probably thought like, oh, I got this, you know, as maybe like a two, three year old, like I got this. But reality was you didn't have a whole lot of confidence because you're like, I don't know how to do this. This is weird. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right. I don't understand which way I'm supposed to tie my shoe. You didn't have that confidence the first time you did it. After years and years of tying your shoe, you probably could tie your shoe pretty well because that repetition has been something that has started to build your confidence of like, yeah, I can tie my shoe. Of course, who can't tie their shoe? Well, you had years and years of repetition to be able to build up that confidence in that area. When you've been with a toxic person over a period of time, they deplete all of your confidence. You're like, I can't even figure out like where I want to eat. I can't even grocery shop. I can't spend money. Like they take away all your confidence. Okay. So the goal is start small. Okay. Start really small. Maybe it's like three things. Get out of bed and make your bed, make coffee, like whatever it is. Like start three things, like start building in repetition on a day-to-day basis. Okay, I got that down. Now I can add one more thing. Start, you know, uh, you can't go on long trips or you can't go to the grocery store, whatever it might be. Like, okay, take a friend, go there, okay? Take a friend, have them go to the other part of the store for like five minutes. Okay, I need you back. Like, Like slowly build that stuff up because as you develop that repetition, you'll develop confidence of like, yeah, now I've got this. I made this decision. I'm, I figured this out. I understand that like I've been living by myself for the past five years, even though I've been in a marriage. Like there's all these different things of like starting to get that idea and that helps with repetition, okay? Take back you, start building back your repetition, okay? And sixth thing, find yourself and your purpose. Do you know the one question that everybody hates that I always ask? The one question that I ask in coaching when I've been working with a client for a period of time, the one question that people like, oh man, I knew you were gonna ask that, is when I ask them, hey, what's your answer to the question, who am I? Like, who are you when you take away your job, when you take away your position in the family, when you take away, you know, different aspects of you, that this is all the stuff that you do, who are you apart from what you do? Because a lot of times people don't know who they are after coming out of toxicity, because that sucks the life out of you. It leeches off all of your hopes, dreams, and ideas, and as a result, you're left with no vision, no values, no purpose, and you're like, I don't even know who I am. Last but not least, I want to be able to tell you that a lot of times narcissists go after two types of people. That's the people with no boundaries and the people that don't know themselves. That's it. They can look a lot of different ways, act a lot of different ways, have a lot of different money, show up in different ways. It doesn't really matter. What comes down to it is they don't have boundaries and they don't know who they are. 
If you'd like extra help guiding you to the next level of healing, go to claritychallenge.net to find yourself through this toxicity, to find the clarity after dealing with the confusion and the crazy making of being with a toxic person. To be able to find yourself, understand the question, who am I? To find your vision, your values, your purpose, to start setting you down the road of healing to find that clarity of who you are. I want you to live authentically and toxic free.